0: Welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to point of care ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on health care. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. James Day here today, recording live from the Focus on Pocus studio. Today, we have Daniel Nash, CRNA, as our guest. Daniel has been in the medical field for over 30 years. He has been a CRNA for 25 years. He graduated from Texas Wesleyan University with an MHS degree and became a CRNA in December of 1994. He received his DNAP from Texas University in 2012. For the past six years, he has practiced as an independent CRNA group in Oklahoma City. He is a founder and partner in Maverick Medical Education, LLC. Maverick has been teaching regional nerve blocks to anesthesia providers for over 10 years. They are also owners of a patented pulsatile cadaver teaching method and have recently begun to teach healthcare providers point-of-care ultrasound. Daniel is passionate about teaching and has a lifelong desire to push the boundaries of knowledge and learning. He feels that point-of-care ultrasound is the new frontier of physical assessment and wants to reach every medical provider who wishes to learn about this exciting new partnership between ultrasound technology and its use for frontline healthcare providers. Dan, what gets you excited about point-of-care ultrasound?
1: Well, first I'd like to thank you. James for putting this podcast on and invite me to join you. Um, But I can tell you, I was uh, involved in a task force a couple of years ago uh, for simulation for teaching medical tasks and just different training using simulation. Mm -hmm. And we went out to, uh, I think it was Portland and I went to the world Congress. Uh, Were you at that? Isn't that where I met you?
0: Actually. uh, Yeah, I was out there in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. University of Oregon.
1: Right. I think that's when I met you. Anyway, I went to these, uh, some of these lectures talking about point of care and using ultrasound as an assessment tool. Up until that point, I'd just use ultrasound for doing regional nerve blocks, um, and we taught it through Maverick. But I learned that ultrasound can be used much more as a diagnostic tool for assessing cardiac and pulmonary functions you can look at the gastric contents. You can do airway assessments and things like that. So I thought this would be a, a perfect thing to learn more about so that we can add that into our Maverick teaching company because I think everybody needs to, to learn this. I think it's sort of new, cutting-edge stuff. Ultrasound's been around a long time, but not, not being used on the front lines um, for nurse practitioners, PAs, um, doctors in their clinical setting, to to put an ultrasound machine in every clinic around around the nation uh, mm-hmm. and use it as a diagnostic tool, I think you would agree with me that it's it's a fantastic tool, and it's not that hard to learn. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a cardiologist to look at the ventricles, and you don't have to be a pulmonologist to make some. Baseline assessments of lung function. So, I think that's something that uh, we can we can push.
0: You know, Dan, uh, you speak the truth, and I agree. Uh, I just want to know more about you know what what a CRNA and what they know regarding needle guided ultrasound and what's kind of being done now with most well, CRNAs.
1: Nurse anesthesiologists are out there in the trenches working every day uh, especially in the rural areas of our country and um, it's hard to get the training for doing ultrasound guided blocks in in our training places uh, just because there's a lot of demand for for that kind of skill between all of the levels of people that are training so a lot of times uh crnas don't get in-depth training so that's kind of why we built Maverick and uh, we like to give people the opportunity to do nerve blocks using ultrasound where you can actually put a needle into a human being and we use cadavers and like you mentioned earlier we do have a patented process of making cadavers pulsatile we put lumens through their existing arteries and we have a patented pump system that we hook up to that and it makes makes the artery pulsate under ultrasound and the, the ultrasound, most of the regional anesthesia we teach for nerve blocks for arms and legs and hips and things utilize a artery as the main landmark. And then from that landmark, you look, you know, the rules to either look laterally, medially, superiorly, inferiorly, however, to find the nerves. And it just makes training that much easier. So we think that if, if somebody can come to our weekend courses and do 40 to 50 blocks on lifelike human beings, when they leave, they're they're proficient and confident to go back, start doing blocks. It's just one more uh, awesome way to use ultrasound.
0: Wow. That's brilliant, man. A pulsatile cadaver. That sounds creepy and also brilliant at the same time.
1: <laughs> and, and you
0: ca- you came up with that, right?
1: Uh myself and my partner david gaskin yeah uh-huh. that's our that's our baby so it, it's a good thing it's a it's a powerful learning tool for sure and uh there's nobody else anywhere in the world doing it like that so maverick uh, we've we've got it patented and we've got it refined to the point to where we can take it on the road we go all over the nation teaching this so if, Somebody has a large group out there that they want trained in a weekend. We'll ship some cadavers out to you, and we'll ship ourselves out to you, and we'll we'll teach you in one weekend. We use the flipped classroom idea, mm-hmm. which is how we're going to teach our POCUS also. Uh, you do online learning. We take modules, deliver them online, so you get all your pre-learning ahead of time. So when you show up to the lab, it's all hands-on, nothing but probe time. And as you can attest, that's how you get to learn ultrasound by sticking a probe on somebody and manipulating it around until you see the picture you want. So once you get comfortable with that, you do that, a you know, a dozen times, 20, 30 times, and it gives you confidence to go back to your clinical site and start using ultrasound, uh, and take care of your patients.
0: You know, I agree with that. I remember teaching uh, at the medical school. Um, and seeing my students' eyes glazing over, and it's it's like golf or tennis. You just have to get on the probe and get the time, and it's not so much didactic anymore. That's that's definitely old school, and it's changing, and, and that's very progressive of you guys. You know, I just I got a quick question about nerve blocks. So tell me, I remember we had uh, some uh, nurse anesthetists come out and uh, teach us nerve blocks uh, during the CRNA program. Can you talk a little bit more about that particular effort? Because I know you're moving more into teaching. And and with that question, also another one, I have so many questions for you, uh, about how you're moving from just doing needle-guided ultrasound, but you're you're doing also diagnostic ultrasound in case maybe somebody crashes in the OR? Correct. Okay.
1: Correct. What our main focus has been the last 10 years is Uh, regional nerve anesthesia. So, for instance, if you need a total knee replacement or a total hip or a shoulder surgery, things like that, Mm -hmm. uh, nerve blocks help with your post-op pain control. Um, There's multiple studies over the past 20, 30 years that show regional anesthesia helps um, with superior pain control, decrease the chances of uh, blood clots and, you know, bad things happening as you know, this uh, opioid epidemic that's rampant in our society is a big problem. Uh, mm-hmm. People are getting addicted to pain medicines, and this is a good way to avoid all that, and it's just better superior pain control. Um, it's, it's better for the yes. patient, it's better for the surgeon, and uh, you have less nausea and vomiting, you have less chance of chronic pain setting up postoperatively, and it's just it's just better pain control. So if you put local anesthetic on a nerve, uh, it will go numb. That's what my, my mentor, Hank Doherty, who was a CRNA that, that mentored me when I was a youngster, he, he came up with, it's the simplest thing on earth, but it makes sense. If you put local anesthetic on a nerve, it will go numb. Well, if you numb those nerves prior to surgery, uh, just makes the operative course perioperative course uh, much more satisfactory from a patient standpoint. So that's what we do. That's what we've taught for for years: nerve blocks. And we we had great success with this flipped classroom technique of of doing all the didactics ahead of time, so you don't kill them with PowerPoint. That's yes. by PowerPoint yeah. is it's so boring. I mean, they do get glazed over, and then you then you put them in a lab after that, and they're already tired and. In their brains are, are overwhelmed by all the <laughs> anatomical terms and yes. everything. So we put all of our stuff online and and everybody kind of learns what they're going to do in the lab. Then when they show up in the lab, it, they're fresh, they're wide awake, they're ready to go. So this POCUS thing we decided might be a good thing for us to teach using that same method with the flipped classroom. So what we're what we're starting on, our our whole goal is, is to teach a skill. The Maverick Essential Techniques course that we've taught, we teach you seven basic blocks, and, and we're mm-hmm. really teaching you the skill of using ultrasound to do regional nerve blocks. And once you learn that skill, you can go out and learn the multiple other blocks that are available. We also have an advanced course where we teach you more advanced blocks once you learn that skill. But once you have the skill, you can kind of learn anything you want because you have the skill of finding the anatomy and being able to drive your needle to that target accurately, repeatedly. So the same thing we feel would hold true with POCUS, point-of-care ultrasound. You take our online didactics, come to our class, and we're going to teach you the skill of using ultrasound. You're not going to be uh, echocardi echocardiology technician when you leave, you're not going to be a a pulmonologist or anything like that, but you're going to have the skill of being able to recognize what normal should look like and how to find it on a human being. And and then we will go over a, a handful of abnormalities. And so we'll teach you how to recognize, how to train your eye and your brain to think, okay, that looks normal, or no, that does not look normal. That looks abnormal. We need to move further down the realm of diagnostics and then maybe send them to a cardiologist or a radiologist or a pulmonologist or whoever the the expert is.
0: So I'm thinking you guys are almost like the ER, very critical care of a fast, a cardiac, a lung. That's the diagnostic end that you're adding to your ultrasound-guided coursework.
1: Right. We're now we are eventually going to teach the the EFAST and the Rush protocols and all those. Uh-huh. Those are those are going to be courses that we will offer. But our original courses that we're going to offer are just introductory to the the um, sort of the the front line people in clinics and in ERs in um, these twenty four hour. Um, uh what do you call them? You know, emergency rooms—the twenty-four hour right. emergency. Room you mean uh, the
0: doc in the box kind of dock in the box right. type thing? Yeah, right.
1: Those people that are out there can really, really utilize ultrasound uh, to their benefit and to their patients' benefit because mm-hmm. they're really—it's very easy to take a handful of views of of the of a person's chest and find out a lot of information, and it's instantaneous. So that's kind of what our what our push is for POCUS is we want to introduce ultrasound to everybody uh, that they don't even, they've heard of ultrasound, but they're not really sure how they can use it and how it can help them. So that's what our push is, is just try to get the word out that, you know, ultrasound, it's becoming much more available. It's becoming cheaper. There's some of these companies are coming out with probes that you can hook up to your iPhone they give you an astonishingly accurate picture. So as the technology gets better and the price point goes down, the the knowledge base expands. And we're trying to ride the tip of that spear and, and teach anyone who wants to know how to use ultrasound in their clinic, in the ER, in the OR. CRNAs all need to know this. Anesthesiologists, everybody needs to know how to use ultrasound for pulmonary and cardiac assessment and, uh, evaluate for, um, stomach contents and things like that for a general anesthetic. There's many things you can, you can use ultrasound for.
0: Yeah. It's just definitely becoming a standard of care for sure. Um, you, you kind of touched on a lot of topics. Uh, I think you're doing awesome work. Um, I know the CRNA programs around the country are the elite of nursing. Uh, so you, you touched on it. I know the butterflies coming out now. So, um, you know, what do you see about the future for point of care ultrasound? Where do you see it heading?
1: Well, when I went to the, the World Congress, some one of the lecturers made the statement that one day the ultrasound probe will replace the stethoscope. And and I think that's true. I think that is where it's heading. I think mm-hmm. ultrasound will become so ubiquitous in medicine that um everyone will be able to use it. Right now they're they're teaching um a lot of hospital systems use ultrasound to teach their nurses how to use it for iv access because these difficult sticks we get people in here where you just can't see or yeah. feel any, <clears throat> any landmark ivs but with an ultrasound you can find a vein very easily and it's so simple to learn how to use it so i just i see the future of ultrasound moving out into the right into the entry level practitioners, um, nurses on the floor, ICU nurses, um, you know, CRNAs, anesthesiologists, ER physicians, clinic physicians, internal medicine, family practice. You know, it's been in obstetrics for years. It's been a hallmark uh, ultrasound in obstetrics for Mm -hmm. a long time. So Mm -hmm. I just see it expanding into every aspect of medicine, and it's just going to take some time. And the, that information needs to get out there. The knowledge needs to be disseminated. And that's what uh, David and I with Maverick are are hoping to do. We're trying to, you know, answer the clarion call of, <laughs> of need for, for this.
0: <laughs> well, listen, Daniel Nash, thank you for taking the time to be here on today's show. And I appreciate the audience for listening. And don't forget, for even more POCUS talk, follow us on Twitter at POCUS Academy and on Facebook at POCUS CERT Academy. Dan, it was an honor to have you on our podcast today. Have a good one.
1: You too. Bye-bye.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, Focus on POCUS. Be sure to tune in with us next week for more interviews with thought leaders that are on the forefront of global point-of-care ultrasound. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intelios. This podcast is for information purposes only.